This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The 90 Day Fiancé What the Fuck podcast with me, Nadia, and my friends, Mariam and Lon. Say hi, guys. Hey everyone, this is Miriam, and I just want to tell all of our listeners that I want to halik each and every one of you. Clever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Milan, um, still taking uh, applications uh, uh, from women only uh, for relationship advice. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, speaking of... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> relationship counseling <laughs> shall we start with ash and avery i can't stop laughing guys um, um yeah so <laughs> i guess they must have had another sex marathon because avery claims she is tired <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, like any good relationship coach um ash took her to a three-day get- getaway to um canes I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, uh, which is in the northeast part of Australia. Um, and, you know, they had a picnic by the beach. Um, it was kind of romantic, except when Ash started, um, you know, uh, asking him about, you know, more sensitive subjects like, you know, his son Taj and meeting his ex-wife Cien. Um, and I feel like he's really good at dodging these topics. Like he always has a very um, crafted, like a very professional answer for her. And I think she's starting to see his game. Um, mm-hmm. But I wonder what you guys think. Because totally. it, it's, yeah, he's definitely hiding something. I'm just not sure what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah sorry, Lon. I'm going to jump in here. Oh, please, um, please. So the fact that he took her to this getaway, it just shows again what a douchebag he is. Like he's probably taken so many girls there. It was like kind of like like a normal weekend for him to just, you know, go into this romantic spot. Again, he knows how to do everything so well. It was such a red flag to me. And then as Nadia said, he's like super dodgy. Like he doesn't want to talk about it. He is kind of showing a little bit of concern over like meeting the ex-wife. But again, it's like everything is just like, you know, he sees the world through rose colored glasses and that's not really reality. So I think that this his glass house is going to shatter pretty soon. Yeah, he's still approaching this thing from um, from the seductive um, standpoint, like he's still trying to be this guy that's constantly impressing her, that's constantly um, showing her uh, the good side and he's too afraid um, to be real, to be 100% real and to be genuine. And that's why everything to me just seems really calculated um, uh, and manipulative. And she, like you said, Nadia, she's starting to see through this bullshit. Like he's, there's no substance behind any of his actions. When it's time to get into the nitty gritty, into let's, let's talk about uh, the stuff here that matters, you know, all, all, all the flowers are cool. The trip to this nice like beach is really cool. But let's get to the stuff that matters in our relationship. Like, um, and and again, he dodged. He dodges it. Oh, that's. I, I think that's. He he said uh, his his words were. Oh, that's definitely something we'll have to dive in more. Yeah, 
No wind. shit. That's what she's trying to do. That's what this conversation is about. Let's dive into it. And, you know, he says it, and then he doesn't do it. Again, he's he's addressing it as if, yeah, that's you have a point. That's something we'll, we'll talk about. Okay, but when it's time to actually deliver the goods, he's not there for it. And um, he said it himself. He's afraid that um, that if he if he getting into the real stuff, he's gonna lose her. Um, but that just shows that this is all a manipulation. This is all the seduction aspect. You don't want to get into it. And it, whether or not you lose her or not, you still need to address these things. And it's unfair to her if all you're going to do is manipulate the conversations and manipulate the relationship out of your fear of losing her. She deserves to know the truth. She deserves to know the reality of the situation. And whether she leaves or not, that should be her choice. But for you to hold that back by being dishonest or not being um, 100% forthcoming with the with the information, um, that's that's... That's manipulation, right? They what is that? And they selfish. That yeah. Selfish. Super, super selfish. And then yeah. I think some people call that um, lie by omission. You know, oh well, mm-hmm. I didn't lie to you. I just didn't tell you. Well, you not telling me was the lie because I asked for the information, and then you just kind of like dodged it or were dishonest in how you presented the answers to me. So yeah, I, I still don't like the guy. Um, I think he's he's completely superficial. He's still trying to seduce her. We're past that. You you guys right. all apparently love each other. You don't need to the seduction. Just just toss that out the window. Start being real, um, you know, and 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 be a real partner for her. So yeah, I don't like the guy. Lon, I think you you and Mary make better relationship coaches than than this imposter. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what he is imposter. Good word. He is an imposter. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he comes across as one, and and like I I get very frustrated when he replies her question with like I understand how you're feeling, but and and then he and then he proceeds to dodge the question. It's almost like he treats her like his own clients. And I mean, I get it, like you have to be very PC with your own clients, but like with your, you know, with your girlfriend, like, you know, just be honest and upfront and, you know, you don't have to, it almost seems like he's insecure about, you know, and and fearful about losing her. And she's like, okay, what's the big deal? Like, I came here for you, like, just show me the real thing, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. just be real. Um, Anyway, um... I, I, I also noticed that he wears really tight jeans, but that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> Are we ready to talk about Lon's favorite couple, Erica and Stephanie? What a word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. And, and I know, uh, right, I know fuck, that should escalate quick. I know oh, we're starting. I, I know we're supposed to start slow, but man, this is to me. This was one of the better scenes of the episode. Am I right? Hell like, yeah. hell yeah! I, I yeah. thought so. I thought like shit really went down. This was the scene that y'all were looking for. This was the scene where oh, I don't know. It seems like to me they're just kind of acting. Blah blah blah. Nah, man. Last night was some true colors shit. Right? <laughs> that was okay. Like the facade was completely gone right and i was like oh shit so for me yeah it was i thought it was really eye-opening also um i I got really excited because some real shit went down like you could tell that the cameras couldn't have it it couldn't have been contrived 
this well, the way that it actually went down. You can tell the date was a fail. She got, um, Stephanie was like really uncomfortable. And before I get further out into when the date went to shit, um, I do want to say, though, I don't think it's fair when you kind of mislead somebody into thinking you're a certain type of person. And I get it. Our, our socials and our Instagrams and our YouTubes or whatever we got going, we present a different side of ourselves. But I also don't think it's the other person's fault when that's that's the kind of person you make people believe you are so if if they didn't have this discussion that that's not who she is and she's just playing up a part or being someone else for the public eye but she's actually a very very different person i don't think she should um she should fault erica for that so i think erica was well-intentioned when she was like oh i think this might be something she would like because that's probably not something erica would do either but she was just trying to impress stephanie who she felt was more daring, was more, um, I don't know. Sexually open. Perceived to be more sexually open and and a funner person um, than than she turned out to be. So, yeah, so there was was that. I I don't want to move into the the next date. Um, Go ahead, Mary. Yeah, so for the listeners, you know, they went on a date where they pretty much had to massage mold-making material on each other's bosoms. And then after the mold would dry, kind of decorated, I, I honestly putting myself in Stephanie's position, I would have been kind of like a WTF, like what is going on right now? You should have told me. Um, I'm kind of feeling Stephanie a little bit more than Erica. Um, yeah, she presents a certain side of herself on social media, but at the same time, they have been intimately speaking like on a different level outside of social media for a few months. So you would think that there, like she would have picked up on some stuff, right? Um, based off of those conversations, it wasn't like we just have this relationship on social media and then from social media, I'm meeting her in person. I think that there's a lot more that's happened. So that was kind of weird, super awkward. The fact that um, she told her like, you know, you're going to come to New York. It kind of bugged Erica. It's, you know, it felt a little bit like, you know, well, what about me? What about my career? I'm a, I'm a photographer. I have all these like things set up. It felt like a little bit unfair for Erica for Stephanie mm-hmm. to say that, but it just also feels like they have just not been communicating on the relationship level. It's just all been fun and games. And like, I love your hair and you're so beautiful and your lips are so gorgeous. Like for three months, they've just been having those kind of conversations. So, I mean, I think that they're both at fault. They're both just yeah. kind of like, you know, on cloud nine and just experimenting you I like know how I, mean? I like how Erica called her out though because she was like Steph tried to take it to that next level and then got mad when right. Erica wasn't ready to move and she was like okay well you're you're over here you're ready for me to move to New York but at the same time you're telling me that you're not ready to be intimate so yeah. where what are you talking about there's a certain commitment level there when you're saying I want you to come to New York Okay, well, if if we're if we're at that level, then why can't we be like intimate then? Like where? Yeah. You know, where do the where? How do we um, um, negotiate or not even negotiate? Like how do we how do we ex- explain that? So I, I I think it was good for her to get called out like that, which you know brings us into the next date where Erica just flat out lost it, and she's just like, 
You're not comfortable with anything. Hold on, time out, time out. Holy Lon, do you, Lon and Anadia, do either one of you guys think what Stephanie was asking Erica, which is to please delete a dating app from your phone to be an out-of-the-box ask? Like, what are your thoughts? Let's just, like, start there. I felt that it was too soon. I just feel like if you, like, it's, it's it's a polite ask. But I think when Erica explained why she has it, and it to me that makes sense, I feel like when Stephanie kind of pushed for the deletion, I thought that went a little bit too far, and that definitely like like what Erica said, that definitely killed the romantic you know um, the romantic atmosphere of that date. Um, and I, I felt a little conflicted too, because I'm like, I can see it both ways, right? Like, you know, Stephanie was being very controlling and insecure, but then I guess, you know, like Erica shouldn't get mad that she politely asked her to delete the app. I just, I guess because she's mad because it's, it's a compounding thing, right? Because like, again, what, what Lon said, like, you know, Erica got confused because Stephanie wants her to commit and move to the, move to New York, but she's also holding back on intimacy. So there's a lot of mixed signals, a lot of miscommunication. You know, I think they're both not on the same page, and it all started from that, the whole like the boobies plaster decoration <laughs> where, you know, like I, and again, sure even in, during that date, I thought it was cute and I would be open to it. But then when I put myself in their shoes, it's like, okay, this is like what their second or third date, and you're already like wanting to see my boobs. It's like I get that weird. Yeah, I get that Steph would feel uncomfortable. And then, you know, my boyfriend even said, like, well, in front of other people, that's also that makes it doubly uncomfortable. You know, like some right. people do not want to reveal themselves that that much to other people when other people are around them. So I I like they're both not on the same page. And Miriam, you 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 hit the nail in the head there because I, I think that it's all hunky dory until the real like the real shit has to be, you know, until they have to face the music in mm-hmm. a way. Because it it's like yeah, like, you know, Steph has this persona on YouTube, right? And it gives people like Erica the impression that, oh, yeah, she's sexually open. She's outgoing. You know, she's she has this fun life. And then and then when she actually met the real, when she actually, you know, meets the real person, she's so let down by it's how, <laughs> yeah, and how, like, she, I mean, of course, like, again, compounded by the fact that she has that, um, uh, a plastic, what well, I'm not sure what you call that condition, but yeah, you know, she had to take all that medication with her, you know, with her all the time. So it, it's like, it, it's, I guess Erica is as let down as Stephanie is let down by, they're both let down by each other. Is what right. Mm-hmm. Erica mm-hmm. seemed really, Erica seemed really frustrated. And then that, the, the, the second date happening the way it was seemed to, um, seem to be like the breaking point, right? I, I think she, you could see from her face that she knew Steph felt super uncomfortable um, at the first date. And she's like, okay, this this is a fail. Um, so when, when it came down to her asking, and it was an ask, I do, I, I will go on Stephanie's side and say, yeah, she, it was just an ask. How do you feel about deleting the app? Um, you know, uh, being outside of the box, it's easy for us to say, okay, well, they sh- they could have handled that better. They, 
um, maybe could have tabled that conversation for another time. Um, but when you're in the relationship, things are different. So I do have to um, kind of give them both a pass on how it was handled because yeah, it's it's really different when you're experiencing it, when the emotions you're feeling those emotions at the time that it's happening. Mm-hmm. So while I, you know, I can I'm I'm kind of on Stephanie's side in that I get it. We're serious now. Um, I'm coming all the way here to visit you. Why are Why are you still considering seeing other people? Because that's what the dating app is for. However, Erica explained, oh, there's a, there's a business aspect to it, and that's what I use that for. Now, uh, did they have to do this at dinner? No. And if maybe they tabled that for another conversation, things could have um, been less um, emotional and less dramatic. Um, I think Erica could have stood her ground a little more and said, well, I just explained to you, it's not about um, dating or it's not about like checking out other people or whatever have you. But instead, you know, she was fed up at this point. She was tired of Stephanie's bullshit. And she was just like, okay, well, I don't feel like a princess anymore. Fuck all this. (laughs) Whatever. I'm only doing this because you said it. Right? She said, oh, because you told me to. And Stephanie was like, "I, I just asked you to. And yeah, and when she just said "buy me presents" doesn't mean you get to control me. Oh man! I, okay, I, so I, I thought that, that was a low blow. Okay, that was a low blow. First of all, I want to give props to Stephanie for even buying that beautiful tiara for her, and to even creating this, you know, experience for her, which is I just want to treat you like a, like a princess, you know, for the night. What what my takeaway was was that you know what. Stephanie's like in it 110%, you know, as long as she flew across the world, she has this condition. She she's put she's put a lot of, you know, skin into the game. And then Erica, you know, she's not really losing much. This is just another couple of weeks for her, you know, with this the investment you know, is there on her yeah, side, but, for Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and so for Stephanie, I really legitimately think that she's still dating around. Um, I think that the whole networking note was effing bullshit. Okay, you don't need no Tinder app to go like <laughs> like book okay. photography appointments, please. Okay, like come on, are, is she stupid? And at the end of the day, women are jealous. Okay, don't forget mm-hmm. that women are jealous. You saw how Varia reacted to Jeffrey's comb with the girl's name on it. She like right. almost she threw it through threw yeah. him out the window. So. <laughs> I think that when <laughs> Stephanie called out Erica, Erica was like, oh, shit, she caught me. And her reaction was was that, like, I'm guilty. And so she deflected her guilt by upping and blaming it back on Stephanie, saying everything makes you uncomfortable and this, this, and this. And then she didn't want to talk about it because I'm thinking if she talked about it, she just would dig herself into a deeper hole. So she, she upped and walked away. That was just the easy, guilty thing to do. You know what, guys, I, I feel like, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, Mary you might agree to this, but, uh, you know, I thought this was like a couple that I could just like sideline and not care about their story. But this is getting very interesting. And, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to relationship and how, mm-hmm. and whether or not you're, you know, same sex or, you know straight couple or whatever it it all boils down to like communication and like you know and they and it's like everyone has the same problem in right. you know or more or less right in in their relationship this is something that we can all identify with you know at some point in our life so i cannot wait personally i cannot wait 
to see what's gonna happen because yes. like <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you converted. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I knew this relationship had potential. <laughs> My God, it was so boring though until we got to this point. Come on, guys. Slow burn, <laughs> yeah, slow burn, is, slow burn. It's slow burn, uh, but yeah, it escalated so quickly. But you know what else is a slow burn and escalated quickly? It's Tom and Darcy. What? Oh, are we gonna talk? Are we gonna talk about them right now? Yes, we are. We are going. Oh there. my God, Tom is a piece of shit. Seriously. Oh my God. That guy is. Uh, he's. He, I don't. Now I'm not sure who's worse, Jesse or Tom. Or Tom, because after after what he said yesterday, I'm just like, this is horrible, you guys. He's he's gaslighting. You know, uh, Darcy. Big and, time. Yeah, big time. And kind of like shifting the blame to her, um, and again, and again, Lon. I mean, back to what you said, you know, in our previous episode. Like, I get it. He, you know, I, if you put yourself in in Tom's shoes, right? Like, he he's probably sick of hearing Darcy talk about Jesse all the time. But that doesn't give him the right to like gaslight her and uh, you know shift the blame on how and on why they didn't work out. Like, it's it's because you're giving her mixed signals as well. Like, yeah. You, to work things out and then you're you know you've and then and then you admitted that you met someone after uh, she pretty much pulled it out of him right she had to like drop a lot of hints and like you know get him to talk about this chick that you know that's in his photos between his crotch and uh, i don't know it's, it's <laughs> no so hold on what about how he had invited her to a trip to argentina let's just start there <laughs> Okay, what's that about? If, if she supposedly like his sister, and he's got this this chick that loves him the way he needs to be loved, why are you over here inviting Darcy to Argentina to basically meet with all your business partners and like important clients? Okay, so Tom is full of shit. What happened with Tom is he is an international playboy. He flies all around the world and he tries to hook up with people. Let's just right. start. With, let's just start with the fact that he fucking catfished. Darcy, okay? Right. We all saw his photos, and then when we saw him, he was like a fat poindexter, okay? <laughs> so, the fact, the fact that he first catfished her, he's guilty. The fact yep. that he's an international playboy makes him guilty. Basically, he had a, a meeting in New York. He wanted a Darcy booty call. He wanted his, his New York treat to come and meet him, and when he saw her walking up to the table, you could almost see his face light up, you know? And all that shit he was saying in the hotel about, you know, I'll love her the way she'll never know I love her. It's all fucking bullshit because the second that Darcy calls his ugly face out, he flips the script. All of a sudden, it's like, well, you talk about Jesse, you're like my sister. And then the shit that was like, are you fucking kidding me? Was like when he knew that this bitch would have like, you know, grew a pair and was not going to take his shit anymore and was about to leave. He throws out the, Digital have you mail. gained weight? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, oh my you God. fucking douchebag. Seriously. Seriously. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that is the kind of stuff you say to people to manipulate them, to crush their self-esteem, to control them. Yep. And you know what? He doesn't have control over her anymore. So I was applauding her. You know, she kept her shit together. She cried outside. You know, the way a normal woman should cry after that type of interaction. But he is dead to me. He's dead. I'm done with Tom. I don't want to talk about him. He's dead. 
I was going to play Devil's Advocate, um, but I actually will not. Um, I, you know, going over my notes and then having this discussion again, um, what he said was was pretty low. It was it was it was bullshit. Um, it shouldn't have come out of his mouth. And the reason it came out, the reason it came out as a guy speaking for all you men, when you have to hit below the belt like that, when you got to throw out a comment like that, it's because you fucking lost. You lost the conversation. You 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 lost. They got you. They got you. And there was nothing you could say to justify your actions. There was nothing you could if he had a better argument if he had something in his pocket that would be like boom i got you bitch blah 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 you're fucking wrong he if you got that card you would have pulled it out he had yep. he, he had, had absolutely yep. fucking nothing she got his ass and she yeah she got him and um he had he he walked into a fight that he he was not prepared for he was not prepared for it mentally. He was not prepared for it evidence-wise. When she finally pulled out that I know you're seeing another bitch card, like he reached, he was reaching desperately for anything. He dropped the L bomb. We all know you don't fall in love in three weeks. If you yeah. do, you're fucking 12. You're not a man. You know, grow <laughs> the fuck up. Three weeks and she loves you the way you want to be loved. Go fuck yourself, dude. That's not love, man. Three yeah. weeks, you don't know her enough. So he dropped the L-bomb to try to hurt her. When he saw she was unfazed, then he's like, did you put weight on? Now he's now he's grasping for anything. anything. What about the whole I love you like my sister comment? And she was like, well, you should have told me that before we hit the sack. That's yeah. awkward. Uh, yeah. And Again, I was like, that's, it was the, that's all. That's all deflection, like yeah, like y'all. That was rude. He was he. What he was trying to say was, uh, I don't love you the way um, I want to love you, or let's be friends, or whatever. And he and just. We, oh, and we well. all know what his sister looks like. Okay, so I mean, was that an insult? Uh, I love you like my sister. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, let the listeners decide. She's a casualty of war at this point. <laughs> Wait, did, I, yeah. he, did he say, like, uh, well, he told the cameras, he told TLC that, oh, um, Darcy doesn't know, like, h- how much I love her or something, like, doesn't... Yeah, like, so... If only weird, Darcy knows how much TLC, I love her. And I'm like, right. what? TLC will, they'll play clips and, like, previews and commercials that they don't show on the show. And I don't think it showed that last night, but I do remember seeing that clip in either, um, like, one of the trailers yeah, or the some before. promo spot. Yeah, or in the episode before when they do the little thing at the end. But they I, I don't think they showed it last night. And, um, yeah, so they threw that in as a teaser, I think, in the previous episode to, to mislead us. And then, you know, it was a red herring, right? Then they we come in and we watch, and he's got nothing. So Yeah, that was some bullshit. Tom, he- you're dead to me go i don't know if you guys saw but tom and jesse actually met up after all this they had a cup they had a cup of coffee where are y'all getting this information man i'm behind this is on this is on instagram okay (laughs) Okay. and so Uh, this must have this must have happened after darcy you know handed 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 him um you know basically taught him this lesson and so it's on jesse's instagram last i checked 
And it's literally a screenshot of them having coffee sitting across the table from each other. So it's like, you know what? Every All of Darcy's leftovers can go and hang out now and try to stay relevant because this is some bullshit. Yeah, they're probably patting themselves on the back, comparing notes and saying, yeah, she's a crazy bitch. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and not to excuse Darcy, I think, you know, Darcy, if, she, if you ever listen to this by some unknown fucking reason, but that would be dope <laughs> I love you, girl. I'm a fan. Um, but I also do think she does bring it on herself. Um, you, you put, Darcy, if you're listening, you put these men on a pedestal. They're, they were never perfect. She said something last night. You're not perfect, blah, blah, blah. He never was. You put him on that pedestal, just like you did Jesse. Like, she romanticizes everything. And yeah. and she wants to marry right away. The simplest date. You guys saw the, the, the footage. Yeah. The simplest date. She's like, I've never done this before. Men don't usually treat me like this. And he's like, uh, we're just having fucking coffee. But you know how beautiful. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, no, she romanticizes okay, I... every fucking thing. So like, when things like go downhill and fail, and I, I feel bad, but at the same time, like, Bruh, you know, you can't just, you can't fall in love with everybody who like takes you out for Starbucks. That's just, you're not going to marry everybody that does that, you know? But so, you know, but how beautiful, but how beautiful of a thing would it be that if someone reciprocated that love to her, that would yeah. be a beautiful yeah. relationship. Yeah, no idea. Or, or she may not think that's real love and she will reject it. I mean, if she's that damaged, I mean, it, 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 she does come across as someone who's like, who's gone through a lot of guys that mistreated her. I wonder if she can, if she will ever accept someone who will treat her right into her life. True. You know, and and Lon, I mean, maybe you can speak to this because, you know, you, you're a twin, you know, Darcy's a twin. I wonder if she's just falling in love with some rando she sees her sister and she's like you know i gotta one up her or like you know i gotta step up my game or like oh she has uh, an exotic boyfriend so so will i right I, I get that feeling that darcy is living up to her sister's expectation and it's like that's why she's falling in love with this you know douchebags right as it's uh, so speaking from the perspective of a twin the competition is real. I don't think we have ever com um, competed relationship-wise. That's something that we've just let, you know, we have, to, we have, I mean, you know, we obviously we, we compare women. I think we have similar tastes, but when it comes to dating, we do date really different women. And I don't think I've ever looked at my brother and envied him and saying, man, I wish I had something like that or whatever have you. In, in fact, when I did, because when I was dating, I went in, in really long, committed relationships while he was out being a playboy. And I think when we grew up and I was like, man, I always kind of wanted to be like you and that I wish I, I didn't get sucked into these really long relationships and I wish I got to, you know, date around and experience more. And he said, oh, I always wanted to be like you because I wanted a committed relationship and I couldn't get into one. So, like, it, it was weird that we both wanted what what each other had. Yeah, right? um, with the but, other but, head, yep. Right, but outside of that, um, competition, super real. Super, super real. My brother yeah. buys a new whip. I'm like, man, dude, he's coming up. I'm already starting to look at cars and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he got a house before me. I'm like, what, what the fuck am I doing with my life? So, yeah, the, the competition is very, very real in that respect. But when I saw Darcy, 
um, reacting to how her sister was, that was really for me. That was super weird. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that. You know, uh, I understood the competition part, but for her to be um, super jealous about the relationship when it showed them hanging out together, you know, doing a double date. Yeah. And, Dar- and Darcy and Stacy started going back and forth. That was super cringe. Like that's something me and Len have never have never done, especially in front of our girlfriends. Like, no, like that would never happen. But I mean, again, um, women are different and maybe I'm overgeneralizing. Um, maybe not all women are like that uh, or, or sisters for that matter. Um, but, you know, comp- the competition is there and maybe it mani- for them it manifested in, look, I found love and you haven't. Oh, well, well, I have now and my boyfriend's better than yours. So maybe it did manifest for them in that particular space. Um, yeah, but for me and my twin brother, uh, wasn't there competition, super, super real. When it comes to relationship, I don't think we ever competed in relationships. That's good to know, man. Um, I don't know if Mariam wants to speak to the whole, you know, being... being I know did, y'all, like, did y'all ever compete? Y'all got siblings? Well, what? Well, yeah, Mariam has a lot of sisters, so she can probably speak to that. But I also see that she has muted herself, so she's probably got... no, no, no. I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm well, here. there we go. Uh, I don't know if um, speak to that. Yeah, I mean, I think generally women are competitive with each other, you know. And I think that competition it could be healthy sometimes, you know, because like when I before you know before I settled down with my husband, I have kids now, so obviously I'm not going out as much. But when I was going out and like I had my group of friends and like we were like very supportive to each other and they would also really motivate me. Like I would see one of my best friends and, you know, she's got like nice shoes on. She has like a $5,000 purse and I'm just like, you know what? Good for you, bitch. How the hell can I get a $5,000 purse? You know what I mean? Or like I see another friend and she's like really taking care of herself. And then that would like motivate me to step up my game, you know, and take care of myself too. And so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, especially with sisters, as much as you compete with each other, and Lon, again, you, you since you're a twin, you can kind of attest to this. At the end of the day, you love the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you got each other's backs. You know, um, whatever happens, you come you come back to each other. I mean, look at look at all the shit they went through in Europe on that god awful trip, and then look at Stacy being her crutch supporting her telling her fuck this guy you can do yeah. it and that that's at the end of the they day how sisters, that. yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how family is so i think some competition is healthy competition and I, I i don't know if i would like throw that in there too much i think that these guys just really kind of take advantage of her i'm totally team darcy so um team darcy Hashtag yeah team darcy. darcy tom is dead got your back darcy he's dead He's definitely dead to me too. Um, shall we move on to a filler story? And by filler, I mean the kind that's not injected into Darcy's lips. Um, a filler as in <laughs> something that is. <laughs> um, well, I mean, let's talk about Yolanda and the Williams. So I... I, I mean, talk again, about what? Is, is there anything like, to yeah. talk about? <laughs> yeah. To talk about, she's She's like the number one candidate to be catfished, you know. Yeah. Even her daughter is like, "What's wrong with my mom?" Like, duh, you're being catfished. Like, the surname is Nigerian. Like, obviously, that's not a Nigerian accent. Um, and then, of course, she got hit with a ransom email asking for money. That is oh, so that typical like, Nigerian catfish. Um, 
And I that don't... was Williams. And... Oh my gosh! But yeah. Come how on. the hell do you send nude photos of yourself to someone you can't even FaceTime? Like, what the hell were you yeah. thinking? I mean, it's it's hard for me to listen to Yolanda saying someone hacked into his computer, yes. got her photos, and then found her email yes. and then is holding it ransom over her head. It's like, no, girl, no, 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 no. Like, Here's the really. Thing. Here's the thing. Why would a stranger say, "Give me"? Um, or, or I will release these photos unless you give money to him. Like, come on. Like, are you serious? It's Williams, man. And then a girl answered the phone. A girl answered the phone. A girl answered the phone. Red flag, red flag. (laughs) Yolanda, girl. Oh, my gosh. And the sad part is, the sad part is, I still care about her as a person. She's super nice. Oh, she's, she's so sweet. Probably, she's probably cool the sweetest person the series has seen. She's completely like aloof of the situation. She justifies everything. Like she's not playing a victim. She's a true victim. And she is. The psychology in her head, like the gears turning, uh, like to justify what's going on. Oh, it's not him. It can't be him. His email was hacked. It has to be like, no, girl, like you gotta, you gotta wake up. And and, and I feel bad if, if her nudes like get leaked, I I, I feel terrible. But you guys don't, don't think that her denial game is strong? Like I feel like she's 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 like making excuses every step of the way, and I'm sick of that. Like, come on, like call it what it is. You've been, you know, you've been duped. You've been like this is, you know, that person doesn't exist. You're not dating some hot bodybuilder dude. Like, just, <laughs> you, you know sorry. what? When you when you care this much, I'm I'm gonna put it like this. The only way I can relate to it was I was 22 years old. Um, I was about to, I was about to catch a flight, um, uh, to Texas cause I was going to, I was joining the military and there was a, there was a girl I liked, um, who was going to go on a date with me the, uh, the night before. And like, I called her three, four times. She stood me up. My twin brother was like, bro, she's standing you up. You don't get it. And I'm like, nah, like. Nah, she can't do that. She knows I'm leaving, you know. And I fucking called her, dude. I called her. I must have. I must have called her five for five hours before I gave up. Like when when the denial is that strong, like you'll tell yourself anything, you know. Like I and for five hours I was texting, I was calling. Like my brother was like, "Bruh, it's been," you know, at the three hour mark, he was like, "Dude, give up." And I'm like, I don't think she would do this. I think she's the type of person that would say, look, I'm not going to come out tonight, blah, blah, blah. You know, and no. That's the case (laughs) of, like, that's a a classic case of, like, idealizing people, right? Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. that's not the real person. You're in love with the idea of of love, you know? Um, Denial denial is super, super strong, and I just, she's in complete denial. Like, she can't. It's sad, honestly. Well, how long it's have sad. they been talking again? That Seven makes months. sense. Seven, Seven months. months. 
I was talking to this girl for like two weeks. So like, <laughs> oh, imagine for me to hang but on. She, five but you're hours 22 and she's like clearly over 50. But she another difference. Like, she's 51. Yeah. She married, married like her first love, I think. And they yeah, were like, I don't know. I mean, has she been like married and hiding on a rock in Las Vegas? I don't know. Uh, I mean, she hasn't been in like, that dating game for a long time. Right. right. Now, Yolanda, wake up, girl. Uh, anyway, um, let's move on to. Oh my God. I don't know where to start with this. Um, Jeffrey and Varya, who recently. Joined the Mile High Club, so congrats, Ew. you wretched bitches. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, that- you you missed that scene where they were like filming themselves. Like I think he was straddling her in the in the bathroom, in uh, you know, a bathroom, like on the yep. witch area. Yeah, that's because it, it was a red eye. It was a red yeah. eye flight, and then he like selfie videotapes himself saying. You know, we're in the bathroom on this flight. Like, welcome, like, welcome me to the Mile High Club or something along those lines. Yeah, must have missed that. That was gross. I mean, it was super gross. We all know that plane bathrooms. Oh my gosh! I mean, I'm thinking the plane bathroom must have reminded him of like a jail shower. Yeah, that's what I thought (laughs) too. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is normal. This is what I usually do. Super normal, you know. (laughs) Um, By the time I tuned in. They were they were in a car on their way to her mom's, and she was already like angry that he had not um, gotten uh, a gift. Yeah, and he, and he did what any wretched white trash would do. That's terrible. He stopped. He terrible. yeah. He stopped by the roadside and picked some random flowers that thankfully it's not poisonous. Yeah, F, <laughs> and gave F, to the F, mom. By the way. Um, you know, I would have said, uh, let's go to a to a gift shop or even a yeah. supermarket. And even if it wasn't flowers, maybe I'd have got a cupcake or something. Well, you, just Anything. you just don't park on the fucking side of the interstate and grab whatever weeds are growing out of the fucking ground there. Like, come <laughs> on, man. That's yeah, even, I mean, even the mom was like, whose garden did you take these out of? And yeah, I think that was like a nice way to put it. Yeah. She was super sweet. She was she was giving him the benefit of the doubt. She was really I think she really pulled out all the stops to accept the guy. She gave him way too much credit. She was super, super sweet. Um yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone that far to give him that much credit. But uh yeah, she was like she was really nice. I, I like the mom a lot. She made some valid points. Obviously, as a mother, she wanted um her daughter to stay. And, you know, he couldn't even build trust with her. Yeah. He didn't know how to do it. He was yeah. he made such shitty comments that I need to make notes about him. Like, oh, she'll be okay. No, like, can you build trust with her? Can you, what are you going to tell? You know, I think he doesn't put enough effort and enough thought into his actions. If I were him, this is the, this is the time to sit up straight to say, okay, I want you to tell your mom this. And, 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 and to give Varya some well-thought-out explanation as to why her daughter will be safe with him. And he's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's just kind of like vomiting at the mouth. Bro, like you're, you're, the mom here is worried for her daughter. She's going to be thousands of miles away. And, and, and all your... You're giving her these like false reassurances. You still haven't been upfront with Varya about your past. Mm-hmm. Like 
he's not he's not putting his best foot forward. He's giving the bare minimum, but at the same time expecting Fari his best. Come right. on, yeah, it's terrible. He's it's going- kind of even. Yeah, no, I see that too. Um, that that question the mom asked him about, you know, can I trust you? I mean, he should have just given a solid, confident yes, of course answer. And the fact that he like, like, just waited even like a couple seconds, like that hesitation made me made me just not trust him. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, he's kind of like turning into like a redneck douche to me. Um, I gave him the benefit of the doubt very early in our podcast series. But, you know, he just keeps just, you know, it's like minus five points every time his mouth opens. Mm-hmm. And Varya's like not perfect, but he is just like, oh, like I just, I just want to punch him in the face. He's a walking time. red flag, seriously. Yeah. That's yeah. He He's a walking felon. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Fuck well, him. We haven't told her that yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going. He's going to the next episode, I believe. Um, but yeah, fuck him. Varya's mom is hot though. But you know who's not hot? Baby girl Lisa. Because guess what? Usman finally grew some balls and he yeah, has some stuff. Yeah. Give it to her. And I, I loved it. Finally. Yes. Um, I wanted that. I wanted them just to like break up so badly. I was like, this is the time. Free yourself, Usman. Run away. Go ahead, Nadia. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, I was rooting for him. I, w- I, I, was, I was definitely team Sojo Boy here. Um, you know, he, he was very, um, you can tell he was very heartfelt. And he, he was thinking, of, you know, thinking it for, for them, in the, you know, for their future. And here she is feeling all kinds of ways just because he left her in the hotel room. Like, bitch, that's like... For 20 the- minutes. Yeah, that's like the safest place to be in the like you're, he's not he didn't leave you in like some bus terminal or he didn't leave you like at some train station he left you in <laughs> at, you know in the hotel where you fucking smoke a lot and, and obviously disobeyed the laws there um but whatever i mean i'm so glad that he stood up to her i was like you know that's that's awesome i, I couldn't be happier for him um though i think i know i mean i think we all know the outcome i mean i know they they got married um but eventually um but yeah it's just it just felt good to see him standing up to her you know yeah i felt the same way um we we kind of we kind of come into these shows at least i do I, i come into these shows you know with this kind of preconceived notion that uh the foreigner is the one kind of being the toxic person or being the one taking advantage of of the American because obviously there's that whole visa and the green card and becoming a citizen and stuff. And like last night, him standing up for himself was, was that reminder for me that it's like, it's a two way street. Americans can be just as toxic when it comes to the relationship aspect. And she came over here to Nigeria, bossing him around you know, um, possibly ruining his music career. And he didn't even talk about the music, really. He just had a problem with her in general. Like, you're a shitty person. Everything's a problem with you. And he he compared it to being in a prison. And I felt that, man. I've been in those relationships where I had to walk on fucking eggshells every single fucking minute. And he reached it in the, what, two to three weeks that he was there. 
and 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 kudos to him because I've been in those kinds of relationships and it took it took me two years to get out of one where I already knew I was walking on eggshells and I already knew that I felt like I was imprisoned in this relationship where I had to I had to say the right things I had to do the right things in order to make this person happy and right off the bat he was like he was not having it he was like if this is how it is in the first two to three weeks that I've met you, how am I going to marry you? How am I going to be in a long lasting relationship with you? And he just fucking was like, I'm not, I'm not having this dude. I'm out like fix this, you know? And, and I was, I was cheering in my seat. I didn't write a lot of notes, but I didn't think I felt the need to. I just, for me, that was enough. That summed up, that summed up the episode uh, for their, for their section for me. And I'm glad he did it. Like he, he, again, grew a pair, stood up for, for himself, however you want to phrase it. He was just tired of her. He was tired of her bullshit. And, uh, yeah, props to that. Yeah, I was totally Tim Usman, even though he's, like, the Nigerian scam artist, right, that's trying to, like, you know, um, you know, improve his life by coming to America. And but he's the winner in this, I think. But he's, right? but he's yeah, but, you know, I, I feel like Lisa is, like, this situation is, like, a good example of like emotional abuse and I really felt that and even like Usman's physical um appearance from day one when he picked her up from the airport and he's smiling and he's happy and he's energetic to his body language to like the in the hotel his face he looked tired his hair was disheveled defeated yeah like he Uh was looking at her with like contempt like you know like like it, it's just even in just his body language like he was like i'm sick of this like 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 nothing is worth my well-being and i know like his life is not perfect in nigeria but he's created this kind of like you know persona that you know i am soja boy and all this stuff so you know he's doing his thing over there obviously everyone wants to come to america but at like at what cost and i'm really happy he kind of checked her ass because you know he's right when he does come to america and he's completely isolated right what is she gonna do like just double time abuse him and like i mean i can't even imagine like how it is like when they're intimate with each other is she bossy in bed Osman, that's wrong Osman, go here oh could you move over i mean i was just like thinking about that kind of stuff and it's just it does feel like a prison and it feels like a very toxic abusive emotionally abusive relationships so i hope i hope that this gets better or i hope that he gtfos out of there because there's 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 no price tag no location let's remind people that she was the one who instructed him to go down on her yeah. so yeah. uh i think we can kind of uh wait 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 <laughs> did she instruct him to go down on her or did he show him what oral sex was by get performing it on him well, that you know what? That's a good question. I think I have to rewatch that because he she claims that he didn't know what oral sex was and he she had to instruct him. Ew. I so, read it I read it as she made him. Yeah, yeah she made so him. Did everyone, so did everyone in our household. Everyone was like we all cringed and we oh, were like awful. Yeah. Is that- is that when she got the bikini wax and then she like uh, checked it out in the mirror before her flight? Oh, that's disgusting. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think it smells like cigarettes down there? I don't know. Oh, I bet. Just... Tobacco and nicotine and sadness. <laughs> Do you think like when Usman opened up her legs, like moths flew out for the first time in like, I don't know how many years or what, guys? 
Charming so rude. I I bet after he did that, his voice was automatically auto tuned. Like, <laughs> I'm so. Um, oh gosh. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we, we saved the best for last. This is the grand finale, which I think we have a lot to talk about, and it's Big Ed and uh, Rosemary. Um, first of all, I know you guys have a lot to say, so I'm just gonna say my very brief piece on this couple. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I found out how to actually pronounce uh, the hometown that she's from, and it's it's not Kalukan, which I did say in the first episode, and I'm uh, well, first or second, I believe. So I apologize for that. It's actually. Um, Kalaukan and Lon, maybe I'm wrong here, but th- there is a separation with, between the two O's, so it's Kalaukan. Yes. Um, yeah. so you pronounce it, right? Yeah, and and uh, and all I want to say is it's freaking gross how she, he claims that he banged her and she doesn't want to talk about it, so I don't know if they really did it or not. Um, I don't like the fact that she says that he said that it was you know, not feminine of her to not shave her legs. I'm, I mean, my feminist, uh, you know, f- my feminist like alarm just went off there because I'm like, uh, well, if you maybe grow an inch, like she should shave her leg. But it's like, how dare you ask someone to like, you know, shave their legs? Um, I, I don't know. That's just that's just. Yeah, that's just disgusting to me. Mm. Anyway, um, I think it's really sweet that her family threw him a feast, even though you know they probably have not much. But the yeah. fact that they cooked for him and they had a huge feast that looked so delicious that made me miss home, um, miss my my mom's cooking. I mean, it says something about you know how welcoming they are, even though they're they don't have much. Um, and he, there right. he is complaining about right. the lack of AC, uh, the lack of windows, or rather too much windows and the lack of doors. And um, I get it. Like, he, you know, it, the weather, the climate is not kind to him. But the fact that he's complaining and, you know, he's just culture shock. I mean, like, what do you expect? You seduce someone from the Philippines. Like, you expecting, like, a palace? <laughs> Right. I, I think he yeah. did do his due diligence there, and he just went for someone that would accept him for the troll that he is. I'm sorry, guys. I know that's not nice, but he's not acting like the nicest person to begin with. So over to you guys, whoever wants Marin, to start first. Marin, please. All right. Well, first of all, I think that we can just talk like a whole episode just on Rosemary's facial expressions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... This woman cannot hide what she wants to say. I mean, her eyes squint up, her face. I mean, she looks at him like like in disgust sometimes. I mean, that's how I, as a viewer, that's how I perceive it. And the whole like hair on her legs things did bother me. But what bothered me more was how crazy Ed looked when he was asking her to shave her legs. I mean, he was like propped up on the side. His mayonnaise conditioned hair was yeah. like in this rat's nest above his head. <laughs> and he's looking at her like, like, I don't know, like, you know, like he rolled over and all of a sudden he was like fucking Brad Pitt or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then, and then says, you know what, like your legs reminded me of mine. First of all, Ed, both of her legs combined are not as big as yours. Let's just start yeah. there. So <laughs> there's no way that her legs would have reminded you of her, of your own damn legs. So, STFU on that comment. And then the fact that, you know what, 
I like Rosemary because she's like, okay, I'm going to shave my legs. You shave your beard because you know what? It bothers me or whatnot. And he shaved his beard and then he just looked like a thumb. I mean, I don't know, but it's like, I just. He lost his kept, neck. You know, whatever that he, was there. I was like, what is going on? He just looked like a thumb with like a ponytail. And I was like, well, I don't know if I kind of like missed the beard at this point. Um, you know, she seemed like she was like in a better place emotionally with him. You know, like I liked their interactions in the car. Um, when she when she got to her hometown and she saw her son, I thought that was a very sweet moment. But when when this when Ed when Big Ed got out of the car, he was like literally in shock. You could see in his face he was just processing everything. I mean, I think that he was expecting to go to like I don't know Beverly Hills or something, you know, and step out into Rodeo Drive and have like a red <laughs> carpet rolled out under his feet. I mean, she's like she's living in a third world country. Well, maybe not the country, but that village is clearly third world. Right. And whatever it is, she's happy with this. So who the F are you to judge that? You know, yeah. she has a son. She's talking to your fat ass. Okay. So if anything, you know what, just grow up hair and pull up your big boy pants. Okay. Slick your hair, your hair back, shave your beard, whatever the hell you're going to do and just put up with it, you know? And he was just judging her from like every second it was it was so uncomfortable. The whole family dinner thing was super uncomfortable. The whole sister thing, I mean, even the sister could barely control her facial expressions too. Like mm-hmm. you could clearly see the sister was thinking, "What the fuck is this? Like you like you're bringing this guy, but it's fine. We're gonna like just you know do our best." So I don't know. I was totally rooting for Ed up until this episode, like when he was sitting on the ground. And then asked her to open up her robe to look at her pajamas. It like creeped me out so badly yeah, that I had to take a yeah, shower. Yeah. I, had to, I took a shower and I had to like fucking exfoliate my ass because it was just like, <laughs> it was too much. So it was just too much for me. I mean, you know, Rosemary is clearly paying a price for a better life for her and her family. So yeah. it is what it is for me. I, I, Ed is not my favorite guy. So Lon, what are your thoughts? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. So Ed, Ed, Ed. Um, I mean, he wasn't even my favorite guy to begin with, but I did root for him because in the in the beginning of the series, it played it out like he was he was super sweet, super genuine, and I guess there's you know there's still some of that, but we do get to see um, the the his faults right, and and uh, as the series has played out, or as the season has played out, and yeah, the the awkwardness sometimes, and some of the the comments he makes that come off super cringy and inappropriate, there. They're all there for us to see and, and judge them on, and yeah, I, uh, you know, I I agree. There are just there are just things about Ed that, Ed that I I really don't like. And for anyone um, who's like unaware, the United States is an actual like wealthy country, probably one of the wealthiest. I know for a fact it's one of the wealthiest in the world. We know about it. We brag about it. That's why other countries don't like us about it, but we're not, we're not perfect, but you know what? We are a fucking wealthy ass country. So like guys, if whoever's listening, if you're out there and you're looking to date women from like poorer countries, please know what you're getting into. Please understand that this is not the United States you're going to go visit, right? Um, you're 
going to you know visit a place that's that's a lot poorer or these people that you're going to go see are living in poverty this is legit a shanty town uh the the houses the stores are built from leftovers like things that they found on the road things that were discarded right so when you're walking into a place that doesn't have a door and it was built with like fucking cd covers in plastic yeah that's because they found that shit you know what i mean like prepare yourself you know for you to come in and act like you're completely shocked just means you didn't do enough you didn't care enough to do the homework you didn't care enough to prepare yourself um to visit her family like, what did you, ex- really, did, what did you expect? If I was visiting someone in a foreign country, I would have researched their homeland. I would have researched where they're from. I would have researched their customs. I would have researched what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. Do you know what I mean? Just to kind of go out my way, especially if I'm going to propose, how do you not, how do you not prepare yourself to meet the family of the woman you're going to propose to? Like, did you not know? Well, how did you not look up her village and not know? And maybe that's this is all contrived. Maybe maybe this is just TLC wanting entertainment um, to for ratings or whatever. But for him to come off like that was like, wow, like, how did you not know this? So, yeah, like he's he's really gross. And I thought that was completely disrespectful for for him to be like, how do you feel about me banging your daughter? And I'm one year older than you to her dad. I know those weren't the exact words, but. You know, he was like, what do you feel? I'm a year older than you and I'm dating her. Like, that's how you're going to approach it? Really? Like, I I don't know. Uh, Yeah. And he was sweaty and disgusting. It just wasn't. Oh, so gross. Hey, did anyone notice he was feeding chicken to the chicken? (laughs) Like, you know, when you said (laughs) it was great that they made the effort to put this, this feast on the table, I was appalled. I was appalled that this meal that they prepared for him, that that there's probably more that they can afford in, in a month or two months. Yeah. That he took mm-hmm. the food from the table and fed it to a fucking chicken. Like, is it that chicken? Here you go. And he just took it from the table <laughs> and threw it on the floor. Yeah, like, bruh, are yeah, you shitting Yeah, that was disrespectful. Me? Like, uh, ah, yeah. the ignorance sometimes. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I, I was, yeah. Uh, so I have a question for you both, right? Well, I mean, and this is where I think the internet's split on is the fact that she trained her son, and we've spoken about this. Ah, before. that's cringy. I wrote that note too. Yeah. Daddy, the daddy thing. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't so, like that. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? I I respect her hustle. Like, can we all can we all agree that yes. she's hustling yeah. to get out of her poverty, right, of her life? You know, and 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 she's sucking it up. She's you know getting banked, if if that's even true, by this mayonnaise-smelling hair dude, right? And and <laughs> and who's trying to hulk her wherever, right? And, <laughs> um, that sounds gross. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm like, oh, that that's cringy. But I I can see how like as part of her hustle, she's you know she she trains her kids to call him daddy, so that it creates that psychological. Uh, connection with him that yeah this is the son that you're going to inherit from me and this is going to be our responsibility so I can see how that's acceptable but then the other the other you know half of the internet is saying like yo how can you put put your son up to this because he's going to get confused he's going to grow up thinking that 
all these guys that you're dating on the internet are, are, are his daddies. So I, I, I feel like, again, there's a lot of assumptions here. So I just want to hear what you guys think, because I know we've spoken about this before, but I just felt like it was really cringy when, you know, the first thing that he, he, she told him to do when he came out to, to greet them was to call him daddy. And I was like, oh, man, I mean, let the, let the boy get to know Ed first or something before you train him to eventually call him like a stepdad or daddy or whatever. All right. So my thoughts on this is that being a mother is hard. Being a single mother is even harder. Being a single mother in poverty is another layer of complications that is very difficult for a person to kind of put up with. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, when you see your son or your daughter, you want to give them the world. If they see like another kid playing with the ball, you want to go buy that same ball and hand it to your kid. And this woman, Rosemary, she cannot do that right now for him. She's clearly economically diverse. Okay. So for her to do this and to put up with Ed and to, you know, allow him to holly her or whatnot, <laughs> it's for her kid you know yeah. what I mean honestly like you know I, ha- I have two kids I would honestly do anything for their happiness anything you name it I would do it like there is there is no line I would not cross if I had to you know to survive to hustle I would do it so yeah. you know what hats, hats off to her she, she's yeah. doing it the right way she's getting married and she's trying to upgrade her life so I don't know. Right. No shame. No shame in her game. Right. For me, she's not the first to do it. Right. We saw. Uh, I already forgot her name, but she made uh, in his previous season. I think the guy was Moroccan. She made her son call him daddy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for was me, Nicole although... and Azan. Yes, Nicole and Azan. Yeah, Nicole and yeah, Azan. yeah she had a daughter. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 So. I'll always have a thing about that, right? I, I ain't knocking the hustle again. Do you, you got to do what you got to do, but I'll always have a thing about that. And it's not, it, for me, it has to do more with, um, okay, like, can, can y'all cement something? Maybe for her, it's the right thing to do because she's all in and that's great. If she's all in, uh, in, in this relationship and she believes that this is the man she's going to marry, this is really the man she's going to spend the rest of her life with, then you know what? This is going to be his dad. And I get, and, and I can, I can justify it from that perspective and from that angle, but without that context, it's always going to be too soon for me. Um, you know, but yeah, and he's talked about burying her too. So if we're going to approach it from like, this is the, this is the father figure for the rest of your life, you know, until you're able to make your own choices. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, go for it. But I'm always going to cringe when I see that scene. I cringed when, you know, when Nicole's, um, uh, kid said it, I cringe whenever Prince, um, says it, or when she makes him say it, this is daddy, this is, I'm like, no, it's just (laughs) weird for me to hear. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we've come to an end uh, of this Love Last Night's episode. So, as usual, we will tell the listeners what our, I guess, favorite WTF moment is. And I'll start with mine. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it is a WTF moment. Is basically anything that Tom said during that supposedly lunch date, which he then corrected her and said, oh, it's just coffee, um, which is super petty on his part. But yeah, I that is that Tom is the epitome of WTF to me 
um, on last night's episode. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Nadia. His comment about did you put on weight when she was trying to walk away from his ass? I was just like WTF, WTF and then STF you, Tom. Like just <laughs> Yeah. shut up yes. shut the fuck up dude like you are such a douchebag like you know like like it was like they're kind of like balanced to me like some days I like Tom a little bit more some days I like Darcy a little bit more but after that after last night's episode he he's just he's done he's dead in my book what about you Lon um you know uh I do have two um, but if, if I were to rank them, I would go with, um, I'll go with Ed first. I think it was super, super cringy when he's massaging her feet and he's oh. all like, can I lick you? It was just <laughs> so, it, yeah. it, even, uh. even for those words come out of my mouth makes me sick. I can't hear the word halit anymore in its <laughs> proper context because it takes me back to that scene. And it's uh. gross and so I couldn't contain my laughter every time I heard y'all say it. Um, but that's that word for you. Yeah, just- it's done. It's done. If my if I ever hear my parents say it, I'm like running out of the room. But <laughs> what takes the cake for me, and I agree, Tom completely canceled what the fuck you didn't have to go there she's hurt enough you know uh, if you really wanted to win you could walk away knowing that you know the album was enough you're in love with somebody else you're happy with somebody else believe that if you really wanted to believe that you won that argument then believe that you walked away knowing that she didn't give you what you were looking for, which is what you said, which I still don't believe, uh, that you walked away with another relationship, you know, that's waiting for you when you get back, like, chill, bro. But for him to have, to have, you know, to say, did you, did you, you know, did you put on some weight and to start hitting like really super low one, you lost, right? You lost, no, we know, uh, we know that you're reaching and that now you just want to hurt her. And that you want to get in the last word. Um, and two, like now you're just telling, you're just showing the world that you were wrong. She got you, dude. You know, and she got mm-hmm. you in such a good way that you didn't know what to fucking do to, to mm-hmm. yourself, what to do with it, uh, then uh, other than hurt her or try to hurt her. So yeah, if if if, if there's any final words I want to say on this episode, Darcy, we got your back. Tom is canceled. Like, TLC, please don't give him any more attention. I don't give a fuck what the ratings are going to say. Like, we don't want to see from him no more. Amen. Amen to that. And on that note, um, I just want to say thank you once again for listening to us. Thank you, Lon and Miriam, for being on this podcast with me. Do you guys have any final words? I know I just want to remind people to stay the fuck home. Um, It's important that we do not only social distancing, but physical distancing. Um, You know, if you're feeling unwell, please stay home. Uh, Please don't hoard toilet paper or any form of groceries. Um, But I, you know, do you guys have anything else that you want to say? Any way that people can connect to you on the social media or whatever? Look, I just want to put it out there. Um, We really enjoy doing these episodes and um, I I have a great time. And I'm thankful for anybody who, who listens or follows. Um, please do share the podcast if you enjoy it. 
um, we'll you know we'll we'll attach the links and all that good stuff uh, to let you know. But we enjoy doing this. We're grateful for anybody who listens. Please tell your friends if they're fans of the show. I'm actually going to uh, start being better about promoing the show myself, which is why I'm adding this shameless plug. So we love <laughs> all you five, seven listeners, um, and we're hoping to grow. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hope you listen to the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good night. Good night. Bye.